Well, welcome back to Cutting Through the Noise podcast. We're going to continue our study in the book of James. We're going to be in James chapter number two, and we're going to be looking at verses one through six. Got a couple of titles for our thought today. The first one is this. Are there any prejudices that shackle me? Are there any prejudices that shackle me? We'll be back in just a minute to continue our study. All right, welcome back. James chapter number two, Practical Truths from the book of James. Get your Bible and follow along. We'll see what we can learn from the book of James. The Bible begins, My brethren, have not the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and ye have respect to him that weareth a gay clothing, and saith unto him, Set thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou here, or set here under my footstool. I want to back up before I get to verse number two, or verse number four, because there's a good word uh, we find in verse number three, and it says, Ye have respect. I look this word respect up, and it means to really show partiality or favoritism. That's what James is writing about, is how we view people or how we value people. Now, verse number four, are ye not then partial in yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts? You know, when we look at people, this word partial, it really means, uh, when we look that up, it means to discriminate, to distinguish, make distinction, or really place value on. And James is talking about when we see people, we really shouldn't be so much interested on the outside uh, as what's on the inside. You remember the Old Testament story there about uh, whenever they went to anoint a king. Again, uh, the prophet saw all of Jesse's sons, and his thought was surely the Lord's anointed is is before me. And and uh, God said, no, he's not here. He's really out in the field, and his name was David. And so, uh, again, uh, the prophet was looking at the outside, and what God was concerned with was what was on the inside. So let's continue on here. Verse number five, uh, it says, Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world, rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom which he hath promised to them, that love him, but ye have despised the poor. Do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats. And so as we look at this passage of scripture uh, today, there's a couple of things that, that we want to learn, some practical things from the book of James we want to figure out. And the first one of those is this, and it is God doesn't make junk. He simply doesn't make junk. In the beginning, everything God made, he looked at it, he said it was good. In fact, he said it was very good. Uh, And we can look at the same things that God has created, and then we place value on those. And sometimes the thing that we believe has great value, God doesn't put much value on. And so again, we're going to get back to this in our conclusion about God doesn't make junk. But there's a couple of places in the Bible 
where the Lord really had to deal with men uh, to cause them to do some things that made them uncomfortable. And uh, that's kind of our second title. The first thought was this, are there any prejudices that shackle me? We can be shackled by things that we believe. And then number two, Uh, is God causing you to do some things that make you very uncomfortable? I don't know about you, but he's causing me to do some things that really make me very uncomfortable. Uh, One of those things is speaking to, preaching to, teaching to a microphone. Uh, This is just very unnatural for me. Uh, In fact, I don't know why I get so nervous. I guess because what I say will be captured for almost all eternity. I don't know. And then the second thing is is not just podcasting, but being filmed or videoed uh, 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 for the church services, whether that is leading songs, uh, preaching the PM uh, service like we done last Sunday and And uh, again, those things are just very uncomfortable for me because it's not natural. So God is causing me to do some things that really get me out of my comfort zone. Uh, And it's when I get out of that zone that I really have to begin to trust him. There's two places in scripture that come to mind. Uh, I know there's many more, but two that I would like to look at with this uh, chapter in James. One of those is John chapter number four. And if you'll turn there with me, if you've got your Bible out or uh, listen, if you're jogging, uh, which I should do, I I don't have time on podcasting. But John chapter number four, we we find a truth and a story in the word of God where the Lord Jesus Christ is causing his disciples to do something that they don't want to do, but it's going to be good for them. I'm just going to read a little bit because we've got another one in the book of Acts. And uh, uh, again, if you've got your Bible, I'll begin in verse number four. The Bible says, When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And verse number four is an important verse. The Bible says he must needs go through Samaria. Now, we don't have time for this whole story, but what a great passage of Scripture. If we were to outline this passage of Scripture, we would say, why is this so important? Well, there's at least three reasons why it's important. Number one, it was important to the woman because she needed to be saved. Again, Jesus met her there at the well, and she was very religious, and and she believed all of these things even though those things were incorrect. And so it was important for her because she needed to be saved. Number two, it was important for the workers. They needed to be surrendered. They were willing to go lots of places. They just didn't want to go there. And so it was important for the woman. It was important for the workers. They didn't want to go through Samaria. Those were different people. They weren't like they were And so they didn't want to go there. So it was important for them. And then number three, as we zoom out, we know that for God so loved the world, it was important for the world. You see, after this lady understood who the Lord was, she went back to the village where she came from and she began to witness and and talk to people that she had known previously. I'm sure very uncomfortable for her. But she began to tell them about a man 
that was different than all the other men that she had known. He told her things that she did not know. And that was a blessing to her. And so it was important for this to happen. Uh, it was important for the word because of the world because uh, uh, the world needs to see that there is a man that was willing to go out of his comfort zone and come to people where they're at to reach them with the gospel. Again, the Lord Jesus Christ left his comfort zone. He left heaven. He came to this earth, was born of a virgin, and lived a sinless life, and, and again was crucified on the cross for not his sin, but my sin and your sin. And so we find the Lord many times doing things that would be unexpected, uncomfortable, and then he wants us to do the same. Again, so there was a great need there. Another truth you'll find from the Word of God, anytime you find someone with a need, God tries to find someone to meet that need, and that's where you and I get involved in the work of the ministry. Now, I'm going to go over to Acts chapter number 10. We looked at John 4. We saw the Lord causing his disciples to get out of their comfort zone, causing them to do something that made them uncomfortable. And we're going to go to Acts chapter number 10. We'll see the same thing again. I'm going to begin in verse number one, and there's a lot of similarities that we can find in this passage. The Bible is really uh, dealing with, with three people. Number one, it's dealing with a lost man. Number two, it's dealing with a saved man. And then we see God right in the middle working simultaneously on both ends to get these two together. Now notice with me verse number one. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian man, a devout man, one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. I circled that word pray. When we study these two different individuals, one thing that Cornelius and Peter had in common was that they were both praying. Isn't it amazing what happens when folks begin to pray? Verse number three, he saw in a vision evidently about the ninth hour of the day an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius, and when he had looked on him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now send men to Joppa and call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. And uh, verse 6, He lodgeth with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the seaside. He shall tell thee what thou oughtest to do. I mean, very specific. He said, Listen, I want you to go to this place. I want you to find this house. Ask for this person because he's got a message that you need. So we read the story about the lost man here, and we read about his prayer. He's wanting to know more about God. Now, when we uh, go on over here, we're going to read about the second person in the story. Uh, and this is the story about the saved man. Now, verse number nine, the Bible says, On the morrow, as they went on their journey, they drew nigh unto the city, uh, I'm sorry, and drew nigh unto the city, Peter went up upon the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. So Cornelius is praying, Peter's praying, and he began, uh, and verse 10, and he became very hungry 
and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven open and a certain vessel descending unto him as it had been a great sheet knit at four corners and let down to the earth, wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth and wild beasts and creeping things and fowl of the air. And there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Listen, these are sad words. Not so, Lord. Hey, listen, if the Lord speaks to you, don't respond like Peter. Don't tell God no. But he said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, what God hath cleansed, that call not uh, thou uh, that call thou not common. This was done thrice or three times, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry uh, for Simon's house and stood before the gate and called and asked whether Simon, which is surnamed Peter, were lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Now, we can go on through the story here, but for the sake of time, I want to fast forward just a little bit. I want to get down to verse number 24. The Bible says, And on the morrow, after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them, and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. Again, we find uh, this lost man, he's waiting, he has a need. And then we find Peter, somebody that God can use to meet that need. And so uh, I wanna drop down another verse for the sake of time. Look with me now at verse number 28. And he said unto them, this is Peter, and he said unto them, He know how that it is unlawful, or how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company, or come unto one of another nation. But God had showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Boy, I wish we had time to just really dissect this chapter and, and to look at the whole story. I want to look at one verse here, verse number 34. Again, Peter shares a testimony about how he got from where he was to where he was at. Cornelius begins to share his story about what he was looking for, what he was longing for, and what the Holy Spirit told him to do. And then verse number 34 then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. God is no respecter of persons. Wow, what a wonderful truth we find from the Word of God. That's what James is talking about. We need to be careful when we look at what God is trying to do. Again, I believe God is trying to cause us to do some things that make us very uncomfortable. Uh, I, I just believe that. You say, why do you believe that? Because I'm doing some things that make me very uncomfortable. You know, some things that should not be obstacles to this are very, very uh, clear. Number one, uh, when it comes to this uh, issue about, uh, hey, listen, I, I'm in the South, I understand this. and uh, But listen, when God wants us to do something, uh, what he wants us to do, the question of race should never come up. God is not willing that any should perish. 
He wants all men to be saved. And and this there should not be, ever be any question about, you know, well, if God wants me to do this, I mean, that sounds ridiculous. I'm sure Peter thought it was ridiculous. And I'm sure the disciples in John 4 thought it was ridiculous. It wasn't ridiculous. It was needful. And then another thought, it shouldn't be a religious question. Well, Lord, they're not like me. And they may not need to be like me. They just need to be like they are. And I need to be surrendered to the will of God in my life to do as the Lord wants me to do. So again, I want to go back to the book of James. It says, you know, in this area, are ye not then partial in yourselves and are become judges? Hey, listen, it's not for me to judge. That's God's job and that's God's position. My goal is just to be submissive to what the will of the Lord is for my life. You know, we mentioned this earlier. I want to go back to it, then I'll share a story with you. You know, God doesn't make junk. Just because folks aren't like us doesn't mean they have less value. He doesn't make junk. And by the way, he's not willing and not wanting folks to perish. In fact, he's actually looking and longing. He's wanting to reach them. God has always, mark this down in your mind, God is always looking for need. And then he's always trying to find somebody to help meet that need. And you know what? You and I can be used to meet that need. I'll tell you a story. We'll be done with this thought. Years ago, when I pastored Ozark Baptist Church, I had a young, well, I had a, I had a friend. I was going to say a young man. He's actually older than I am. We had gone to a meeting and in the central part of our state and on the way back he was pretty excited about what we had saw and what we had learned and and he said you know what preacher he, he said he said I, I can do that I can do that and I said I, I know you can do it and and in the same conversation uh, probably pretty close to the same sentences I said I said have you ever thought about doing this and his response to that was this he says I don't know how to do that I can't do that and I said, well, would you pray about it? And he was pretty hesitant about that. Why? Because I was asking him to do something that made him very uncomfortable. You know, after just a few days, that uh, friend came back to me and he said, you know, that thing you asked me about, he said, I'd be willing to do that. In fact, he'd done that for six years and he was very successful. He ran our Faith Bible Institute for us. And here, here's the key. He was willing. He did not allow prejudices to shackle him from doing God's will. Hey, listen, be submissive to the will of the Lord. Do what God wants and you'll be blessed. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the day. Lord, I thank you for the study. Meet the needs and use this for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.